It's uh, really just such a blessing again for me to be here. And uh, as I said in Heidelberg, uh, you know, I have been teaching at Karis Bible College um, in, in some form in, you know, in Colorado and uh, all over the world, really, uh, for more than 30 years. And uh, first time I ever preached at Andrews Bible College, uh, it was not even called Karis. It was called Colorado Bible College. And, uh, and again, also, I don't even remember how many times I've ministered at the open days here in South Africa for the Bible College, uh, first in Cape Town and then as things grew. And uh, it's definitely been for both Kathy, my, my wife and myself, it's been a highlight for us. And uh, it will always be something that we will cherish in our hearts. And we want to just thank uh, Benny and Vicky and uh, uh, Bets and all of the staff, praise God, for all of what you guys are doing. Dion, he's such a, a gracious person. Uh, everybody who's been involved and always had me involved, I really cherish that. Um, as I say, I don't know what the future holds, but this will always be some of the highlights of uh, our ministry and what we've done. You know, Andrew always asks, asks me, and he says, um, you know, do you enjoy? I said, you know what? I believe that what I do and teach at Karis is really part of what God has called me to do as, as a minister of the gospel. So I am so glad to be here today to see Karis growing even to, uh, you know, God's country. Amen. Oh, God's city. <laughs> Amen. You guys missed a great opportunity right there. Amen. So uh, we, I'm just going to get straight into what I have to share to, today. And I want to talk to you about the importance of Scripture, the importance of your Bible, the importance of Scripture. So turn with me in your Bibles there, and we're going to go to Psalm 119 and verse 1. 105. And I'm going to read this out of the Living Bible. And it goes like this. Now, this is a well-known passage of Scripture. You probably know this verse in different uh, translations. And it says, your word uh, or your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. Now, uh, you know, when, when we we come to the importance of Scripture. I believe that one of the major obstacles in many believers, many Christians' lives is not having a good understanding uh, of the importance of Scripture. Uh, as a result, most uh, believers don't really know how to relate to the Bible. Uh, don't have a meaningful relationship with Scripture. Now, unfortunately, for many people, at best, the way they view their Bibles, some people, you know, they view it as the good book. Uh, you know, the good book says. Um, some people look at, you know, the Bible as um, an old rule book. Uh, a rule book that is filled with fictional characters 
uh, and stories of mystical legends, and a book that's really essentially irrelevant and out of date for today. When in reality, uh, the answers that most people are looking for in life are, or the, the questions, let's put it this way, that people have, the answers are given to us in Scripture. So many of the important questions, so many of the questions that people, philosophers, have been asking, and people have studied philosophers uh, about these questions. Questions like, what is the purpose of life? Is there an afterlife? Is there life after death? How can I be sure of eternity? Uh, and then, of course, uh, the other questions that are not necessarily the big questions, but that are practical, practical advice. Uh, like, how do I look for and find a mate or, or a, a spouse? How can I have uh, a successful marriage? How can I be a good friend? How can I be a good husband or a good parent or a good mother? All these different questions, the Bible gives us the answers. Now, even though many people will uh, say, well, we believe that, you know, the Bible uh, is uh, written by, uh, let's say, holy men, uh, but they are, it's thousands of years old. There's, there's books in the Bible. There's scripture used in the Bible that are thousands multiple of thousands of years old, written by people and in cultures that don't even exist anymore. And because of that, uh, many people say, well, you know, it's, a, it, it's the good book, but it's kind of irrelevant to today. The Bible is not really relevant. Well, I'm here to say that the Bible is relevant. And it's relevant not because of uh, the cultures in which these scriptures were written, it's relevant for two reasons. Number one, God never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has never changed. That means from, from the cultures that are thousands of years old, God has never changed. Number two, man has never changed. Man's nature has never changed. Man's desires have never changed. And therefore, because of that, no matter when these scriptures were written, they're still relevant to us today. Even Jesus, you know, when he was uh, tempted in the wilderness, he was tempted in all ways. And he says, and it says, yeah, that he comes uh, and, and, and Jesus says, he says, no man, says, or, or let me read it to you out of the Amplified. He says, as it is written, man shall not live or be upheld or sustained by bread alone. Matthew chapter four and verse four. But every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Man, that's so important for us to understand that. 
Now, when Jesus said, what he's saying is this. He says that if you want life and you want abundant life, you want to experience the fullness of what God wants for you, then we need to hear, we need to be able to listen to and heed the word of God. Now, anytime that we talk about the importance of the Bible or the importance of Scripture, we need to begin by at least agreeing together about what we value about Scripture, what we value and hold dear about our Bibles. Now, unfortunately, many people who, who will actually even say, well, we view uh, Scripture as valid, uh, even though they view the, the Scripture and the Bible as valid, they don't know how to interpret it. They don't understand how to interpret it. And because of that, there's, a, there's tremendous confusion. You know, uh, when uh, you hear people say things like, uh, they suggest that the Bible, even though it's written by holy men, and it's written by these uh, men in ancient times, the Bible is not divinely inspired. You know, it's, it's really just a collection of man's philosophies. And you know, many of you uh, coming to Karis, you're going to have people who are going to confront you with, wow, do you really, you, you at Bible school? Uh, you, you mean you're studying the Bible? Don't you realize the Bible is irrelevant? It's not really divinely inspired. And, and merely it's just a collection of philosophies. You know, like every, every other philosopher, uh, ideas that are old-fashioned, uh, ideas that are uh, inaccurate and uh, it's not trustworthy. But you know what? the validity and the importance of Scripture is important for us to come to understand and realize. We need to, we need to realize the integrity of Scripture. So first of all, because of where I want to go this tonight, I want to make it very clear that I believe that the Bible is the holy inspired scriptures given to us by God through the Holy Spirit. I believe wholeheartedly that the Bible is absolutely reliant and trustworthy. I like what Paul said, and turn with me in your Bibles and let's go and have a look there very, just very briefly, just very quickly. Paul said it like this. Paul writing to a young minister, Timothy, and he says to Timothy in chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 14 through to verse 17. I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. He says, but you must remain faithful to the things that you have been taught. You know they are true for you know, um, for you know, for, for you know you can trust those who taught you. Verse 15. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures. Everybody say holy. Notice that Paul calls it, you have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood and they have given you the wisdom. 
they have given you and to receive salvation that comes by trusting faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, everybody say all. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Now, there's just a couple of things I want to highlight here for you tonight. Number one, the first thing that Paul said to Timothy, this young minister, he said that the Scriptures are holy. Now, how many of you agree with me tonight here that the Scriptures are holy? Now, it's one thing to say, yes, I believe the Scriptures are holy, But we need to understand what it means when it says that the Scriptures are holy. What most people believe is that the Scriptures are divine. When the Scriptures are holy. So there are some people that uh, would really frown at us charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever you would like to call yourself, that that we would actually mark our Bibles and write in our Bibles. I mean, I have been with people, they say, you write in your Bible. Don't you know the Bible is holy? See, what they, what they believe is that the, that the book, the pages and the ink and the print on your, on, in this book is, is holy and that it's divine and that it is somehow off limits for you to uh, in any way add to it. Somebody even one time said to me, when you write in your Bible, you're adding to the scripture. I'm not adding, I'm just putting notes in there. But people look at it from that perspective. So what does it mean to be holy? This is what it means to be holy. The scriptures are holy. It means that they're sacred or it's set apart. It's consecrated of God for a specific purpose. That just means it is set aside. It is given for a specific purpose. And we've got to remember that the scripture has a purpose. The next thing he said was this, it's inspired. That word inspired means it's breathed of God. It's inspired or breathed of God. And he said, containing wisdom, understanding, instruction, concerning salvation through faith or trust in Jesus Christ and His finished work. The next thing he says is Scripture is profitable. It's profitable. Verse 16 in the King James says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, what's interesting about this is that most people, when they read that, so much of our religious background and our religious upbringing has infiltrated us, especially when it comes 
do reading our Bibles. And especially when we read this, then it says, it, you know, it, it is profitable for doctrine. Well, what is doctrine? Doctrine just means learning, teaching, and instruction. Reproof. There's a good word. When you look at the, the Greek word used here for reproof, you know, when you hear that term, well, God's word is given for his reproof. I don't know about you, but for the longest time, I believed that that just means God's word is given so he can straighten you up, buddy. Amen. To reprove you, to show you where you're wrong. No, to reprove comes from the word proof or evidence. If you put re-proof, it is to prove over and over. It's to re-prove, re-prove. Scripture is given to prove over and over and over, give you evidence for what? Evidence, it says here in the next one, for correction. There's another one, for correction. Well, it just means to straighten up. It just means to straighten up. It means to rectify or to reform. Sometimes we just need to have, we need to straighten up. How many of us, you get world, the world brings and you're down. He says, straighten up. Find out who you are. Realize who God is on your side. Straighten up. And then the next one, instruction. That means to tutor, to educate, to train, to nurture. That all of Scripture is profitable to do all of these things, but notice all of them is to instruct you in righteousness. That term righteousness speaks about right standing with God. That means that Scripture, the, the, the purpose of Scripture, Paul is saying, the purpose of Scripture, Timothy, you need to know and you keep on believing because you know who taught it to you, number one. Number two, you know it's profitable to continue establishing you in your right relationship with God. That's what the Bible is all about. See, uh, some people, it troubles me many times when I hear people talk about and they deny and refute the authority and validity and the integrity of Scripture and then come and say, well, there's contradictions in the Bible. There's contradictions and, and, and means the Bible contradicts itself. Uh, there are inaccuracies in the Bible and the Scriptures, and because there's inaccuracies and because there's contradictions, uh, well, you can't trust it. No, you can. It doesn't, it doesn't take away from the validity of Scripture. It doesn't take away from the fact that it was God-given and God-breathed. Yes, I can, I can show you. I, I'm the first one to agree that I can show you in Scripture. I can get you to open your Bibles now and I'll show you contradictions in the Bible. I know that some of you see it getting quiet in this. <clears throat> you can go. Just give me, let me give, give you just a quick, a quick uh, uh, 
rundown. I'm trying to go too fast here because I know where I want to go with this. But I want you to think about the book of Job. How many of you have the book of Job in your Bible? Amen. The book of Job is in your Bible, right? Amen. It's there. You know that more than two-thirds of the book of Job is in contradiction to who God is. And then people will go and, and they'll say, and we use that, you know, well, you know, Job, the Bible says, God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then when you try to explain to somebody, he's like, well, you know, that's not, no, 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 brother, you, you, you're just telling me now you don't believe the Bible. Amen. You don't believe the Bible. Yes, you know, then they're on Facebook. Arthur Manches, he doesn't believe the Bible. No, you've got to be able to understand that, yes, there's a lot in the Scriptures that contradict the truth, but that does not mean that God breathed it. God wanted it there so that you can see. God caused men, some men, to accurately record the inaccuracies. Oh, come on. I find that usually when I start with this, with there, it's just like, it's like, ooh, Arthur, you've got to be. But you know what? Unless we get an understanding of this, then we are always going to struggle. Man, I tell you what, you know, people talk about, well, you know, is, is it really given by God? Listen to what Peter said. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. And I'm reading this out of the Amplified Classic. He says, yet first, you must understand this that no prophecy of Scripture, now when he says here prophecy of Scripture, he's talking about the, 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 the Scripture that was prophetically given, God breathed, and he says no prophecy, uh, a prophecy of Scripture is a matter of any personal or private special interpretation, loosing or solving. Verse 20, 21, for no prophecy or we can say prophecy of Scripture, ever originated because some man willed it, willed to do so. It never came by human impulse. But men spoke from God who were born along and moved and impelled by the Holy Spirit. The truth is, Holy men were moved and impelled by God through the Holy Spirit to truly and accurately record and tell the story of the biblical narrative, the history, the events, the encounters, recording genealogies and conversations and prophetic utterances. These same scriptures contain in your Bible uh, have truly and accurately been recorded and the contradictions of men. Guys, listen. God is not confused. The only confusion that there is and the only contradictions that are in your Bible is because of man's confusion. Because men of old got things a little wrong sometimes. Their interpretation. And God has no... Listen. God's not intimidated by that. Hallelujah. 
He's not intimidated. He's like, oh, I can't put that in. The, I can't put that in the Holy Scriptures. God's like, listen, put it in there so that you can, because if you understand how to interpret it, then you can see how you can learn from these things. Amen. And you know, those of you that are thinking about coming to Karis and to the hybrid, you know, I believe Karis is going to be one of those places. Probably Karis is one of the, the, the few places that is going to help you to be able to get to a place where you can start interpreting Scripture correctly and, and, and start to benefit from Scripture and not be confused anymore. Hallelujah. You know, uh, Jesus, when Jesus came, he, uh, he, how many of you believe that Jesus knew the importance of Scripture? How many of you agree with me that if we can go and see what Jesus says, he will tell you why and how Scripture is important? Amen. So let's go and have a look. John chapter 5. Can anybody give me a, an idea of how long I still have? <laughs> 20 minutes. Uh, now I've got the police in front here. No. <laughs> but uh, I want you to go there. John chapter 5, verse 39 to verse 40. And I'm going to read this out of the, the, the Amplified Classic. Now, before I read that scripture, let me just make a, a couple of statements of fact. John, when he wrote the book of John, he wrote the book of John directed to the Jews. So this was written to the Jews. This was given for, now the Jews were people, most probably one of the, they were the only uh, uh, ethnic group that believed that they knew the scriptures and what the scriptures are all about. Now, Jesus here is an account of Jesus speaking to these Jews. Verse 39 says, Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, to the Sadducees. Now, these were not just people who went to church on a Sunday. These were people who were so fanatical about Scripture that they, at an early age, teenage years, they had memorized the first five books of the Bible. And Jesus says to them, listen to what he says. He says, you search and investigate and pour over the Scriptures and you do it diligently. The Amplified Classic says, diligently. So Jesus recognizes and says, you guys, you study the Scriptures. You investigate. In fact, he says, the Amplified, you pour over it. You meditate upon it. They had all kinds of traditions to remind them of certain Scriptures on, on a certain part of the day. And he says, you do this diligently. Now notice, he says, because you suppose and trust that you have eternal life through them. Wow. What 
is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, listen, I give it to you, you guys. You know Scripture. You believe the importance of Scripture. But here's your problem. You think that the Scripture is where life is found. And I believe what he's trying to tell these people is saying to them, listen, guys, you're going to have to change the way you look at Scripture. Can I perhaps even say, and I know, I, let me just put it like this. Can I perhaps suggest that even the church, in a way, has fallen into the trap of thinking that, that the Bibles is their source of life? Oh, come on. But notice what he says. He says, and these very scriptures testify of me. These very scriptures testify of me. Notice he didn't say, these very scriptures testify of my scriptures. He says, of me, the person. And so what Jesus is telling us here is that, listen, the purpose of scripture and the benefit of scripture is to be a witness. The reason we read and study and look at and, 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 and if you want to pour over the Scriptures is because the Scriptures should lead you and give you evidence and witness to you that Jesus Christ is your source of life. Are you with me here? And, and, and really what he's saying is that, is that it witnesses and declares and reveals the truth and the true God. The scriptures, the, the Bible is not God. The Bible is going to help point you to God. Man, I think it's so important that we get this. Because it's going to reveal the true word of God. I know that we, we call, as Christians, we call and say, this is the word of God. And I don't disagree with that at all. This, this is the word of God. As long as you understand that this is the word of God in small letters. Pointing to the word of God in capitals. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, he says, it point, this testifies of me. And still you are not willing, but refuse to come to me so that you might have life. Brothers and sisters, man, I, do something. I said it this morning also when I was ministering on this this morning. I said, I, I don't know if my words actually carry the importance of what I'm trying to get across. Jesus who he is, what he has done, what he's accomplished, what he's shown, that is God speaking to you. And that means that if, if, 
if, if you know what God is saying to you through Jesus and you look at all of Scripture through your Jesus glasses and you start to see and read the Scriptures through Jesus and who He is and who He said God was, you're going to find that there might be some Scriptures that contradict Jesus. See, that's why I find that so people, all oh, the Bible's important and what they do is they just take every scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, this guy said this, this guy said this, and they put it together and they come up with some kind of a idea and a philosophy. No, all of scripture, all of scripture is there for the purpose of pointing you to Jesus. I'm gonna close with this verse. John chapter 1 and verse 17 uh, and 18. Remember that the book of John was written to the Jews. The Jews were these, the religious ones. And then in verse, verse 17, Jesus says this, Amplified Classic. He says, For while the law was given through Moses, grace, unearned, unmerited, or undeserved favor, and spiritual blessing and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now notice this, then he makes this statement. I want you to think about this. He makes this statement. No man has ever seen God at any time. <laughs> I don't know, I can't tell you how many times I read that passage of Scripture and kind of read right over it. Until one day I was reading and I was reading, and it says, no man, John says, and this is not the only time John said it. In, John, uh, in, in 1 John, he also says it. He says, no man has ever seen God. Notice he didn't say, most men have never seen God. He says, no man. No, not, no, if, he, if he just said no man, it could have meant no man, you know, recently. No, he says, no man has ever seen God at, at any time. Hang on, hang on, John. I thought John was a Jew. And I thought John at least understood that Moses saw God. People say, oh no, Moses didn't see God. Yes, he did. He saw, his, he saw God's backside. What's this? I'm going to turn. Can you see me? Yes, you can. You might not see, well, depending on who you ask. <laughs> but, you know, yes, you, he saw God. He didn't see God, the full glory of God, but he saw God. Yeah. At least John should have said, you know, uh, there were only a few people that saw God. No, he didn't say. He says, no man. Why? He's speaking to Jews. And these Jews are the only ones that actually prided themselves and say, we know who God is. We have thousands of years of history through the forefathers and the prophets. We have the scriptures. And Jesus is saying, um, John is saying to them, hey guys, I believe this is what he's saying. He's saying to them, listen, you better forget everything you've ever learned about God. I even would say, many times we, need to get to the place where I say, you know what? I need to forget everything I've learned about God. You see, because John is getting ready 
to introduce them to Jesus. And the, re the reason he wrote the book of John was to convince them that Jesus of Nazareth was God. And then he says, listen, no one has ever seen. You might as well forget everything you've ever learned about God. Can you, can you imagine the Jews? They most probably were, if, if they were in an audience like it, they were reaching for stones, right? But then he says this, and I want to leave you with this. He says to them, he says, but no one has seen God at any time. The only unique son or the only begotten God who is in the bosom and the intimate presence of the father he has declared him. See, John is saying, listen, not one saint in the Old Testament. See, he's not refuting that there were people who had encounters with God. But they never saw him for who he really is. They never saw him. They never, they never perceived who he really is. And he says, forget about anything you've learned. A unique son who has come from the very bosom where he's face to face with the Father. He has declared him. He has revealed him and brought him out where he can be seen. He has interpreted him and he has made him known. Oh, guys, what is this telling us? It tells us that the purpose of Scripture is to point you to Jesus so that you can find out who God really is. And anything and everything you have ever believed about God, if it does not line up with who Jesus is and what he has accomplished, then you've been believing in a false God. Amen. I've run out of time five minutes ago. But I want to just encourage you, if you're thinking about coming to Karis, I tell you, Karis will be one of those places as we heard testified, it will challenge you. Like some of you might have been challenged right now when in this message. You might say, well, hang on, Arthur. Listen, Karis will help you. It will train you. It will help you to see and walk in an intimate relationship with God and get to know God for who He really is. Not not what your famous or your, 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 your uh, you know, TV preacher says, but what Jesus says. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you right now. Lord, I thank you. Thank you that this word, even though it might be challenging to many, Lord, I pray that you will cause it to resonate within the hearts of your people that Jesus 
The scripture is the, the, the signboard that points us to you. Help us, Lord, to understand and interpret scripture that we may see you for who you really are in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.